Reading now from Paul's letter to the church at Galatia in the third chapter. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you, as were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is no longer Jew, Greek, slave or free, male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. Heirs, according to the promise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I have a riddle for you. Perhaps you've heard it, or maybe you can figure it out. I wasn't able to. A father and a son are in a horrible car crash. The father dies. The son is rushed to the emergency room. Just as they are taking the son into surgery, the surgeon walks in and says, Wait, I can't do this surgery. This is my son. Figured it out? My first thought was that the son had uh, another father figure in his life, or perhaps he had been adopted. This surgeon was somehow connected to the son in a, a different way than the one who had died. Like the majority of those who have heard this riddle, according to research, I did not think the surgeon was the boy's mother. I heard this riddle on an episode of a radio show, a podcast I like to listen to. It's called On Being. The guest that day on the radio show was Mahsarine Banaji. She's a Harvard professor of psychology. She was speaking on implicit bias. She said one time she offered that same riddle in a presentation that she was doing after she gave the answer that the surgeon was his mother. One of the women in the audience slammed her head into the table. She was so frustrated that she hadn't figured it out. After the presentation, Dr. Banaji went up to her and said, Are you okay? She said, listen, we're all still working on these things. It's all right that you didn't get it. And the woman said, no, it's not. My mother is a surgeon. (laughs) We all carry inherent, implicit biases. That's her point. She's written a book that intrigues me. It's entitled Blind Spot, Hidden Biases of Good people. She's not out to demonize how we've been shaped to see people, but to recognize that we all have some work to do. A basic question she wants us to ask ourselves is Am I fully the person that I want to be? The answer is supposed to be no. In the United Methodist world, we talk about this. We talk about going on to perfection, which rightly includes the active verb going. We are to be about pursuing a more faithful way of being that we get to a point where we not only sing that in Christ there is no east or west, in him no north or south, Jew or Gentile, 
slave or free, male and female, but that we actually recognize that we truly are in Christ all kin. The idea, of course, is straight from St. Paul, directly from his letter to the Galatians. He taught them, most of whom were Gentiles, that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. This mattered, especially to Gentiles, most especially to Gentile men. He taught them that what was most important about the covenant God made with Abraham was not that the males get circumcised, but that they had faith. The most important thing about that covenant was that males get circumcised. There have been a lot more Gentile men reconsidering their decision. As it was, Paul was convinced that what mattered most about the human side of God's covenant with Abraham was that Abraham had faith. And therefore, he argued, if it is faith, not law, that makes Christians, those with Gentile background or Jewish background, slave background, free black background, male, female, it all makes them one. Heirs of God. I've been thinking about what it means to be heirs of God. An heir receives. We receive our name. We we receive much of our worldview, including those implicit biases. Ultimately, we may inherit some money. The entire concept of inheritance is gift. Whatever my parents are in a position to leave to my sisters and me when they die, it won't be because we earned it, loaned it to them, they returned it to us. It will be some combination of what they've received, what they've worked hard to earn and build, and what they're able to pass along. Gift. All gift. Of course, the greatest gift in all of that is inheriting a family, I was fortunate to be born into a family that wanted me, cared for me, loves me, provides me. Not everyone is. Some are adopted into a family that wants them, cares for them, provides for them, loves them. Too many of God's children aren't. Too often, too many inherit the feeling of being unwanted, a burden. The things that they need most are to be convinced that they are significant to someone. That they have a place in the world. Something to offer that will benefit another and they do not receive those things. And here's the church. With the word that they need most. And too often we've neglected to say the word Because to say it means we have to live it. The word is, in Christ you are our fellow heir. Which means you are our brother and or sister. Which means just like us, God has an inheritance for you. God has claimed you as you are, loves you as you are. And we don't know everything about God's ways, but we know enough to know that if you matter to God, then you are to matter to us. God has received you, then we're to receive you. 
The words about how being clothed in Christ puts away the things that have divided us aren't just good for a hymn, a poem, or a speech about unity. They're an article in the Constitution of Christ's Holy Church. We the people of Christ's Church, in order to form a more perfect union, recognize that those who God has claimed as His own are therefore those who God gives us as our siblings. Inheritance. I have no idea what my ancestors were up to 2,000 years ago. My guess is that a significant portion of them were Gentile. I know that not all of them were Anglo. Had Paul not recognized that God was more concerned with people having faith, that is an active relationship with God, than that we obey every law, I would probably not be here preaching to you today. Many of you would not be here either. If being part of the Christian church were about pedigree, going all the way back to becoming Jewish before you became Christian, the church would be significantly less diverse than it is today. There would certainly be fewer men. As it is, God saw fit to reveal to Jesus' followers that where we've come from is far less significant than where we are going. And who we've come with is less important than those we are with now. As heirs, one of the gifts we receive is to recognize that we are not the only ones who receive the gifts. We have siblings who have been made heirs too. As heirs of the faith, it is ours to recognize that we were brought into the family of God by God's grace. It is by God's grace that we are going on toward perfection in how we live with, in how we serve with, in how we love with our fellow heirs. We may not yet fully be who it is we want to be, but may we never stop imagining who that is or trying to become him. And let me just say this in closing. Though we may still be seeking who it is we want to be, trying to become Him, but I am extremely honored to serve a church that has women surgeons and stay-at-home dads and is ready and willing to receive an African-American male pastor and a female Lutheran pastor into our ministry together. Your enthusiasm and support of these new pastors among us is one more demonstration that we don't just sing the hymns we are assigned. We are actually seeking to live the words of our faith. It is that kind of thing, I believe, that makes for a happy, heavenly Father's Day. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks be to God.